Uh, yes, uh, it uh, sure is beautiful. And you say it's um, down here that the water mambas live? Mambas? Oh, no, 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 the randomizer. You see, I hid it in this underwater cave. You never know who might try to snatch it these days, but I can't remember which one. You've shown me over 20 underwater caves, and we haven't seen one by now. Well, yes, but if we don't find it, we won't be able to watch an episode today. I guess I wouldn't break my heart with disappointment if I didn't see one. No, but some of our listeners might. Aha! I think I recognize that pile of rocks. And voila! One slightly dusty randomizer. Oh, that's great news. There's just one thing that baffles me. Oh, what's that? I just can't figure what you do with Oh, well, it's very simple. You just put your finger on the button here and... Yeah, see? Now that's what I call real enterprising. Every component checked and double-checked. Well, in theory, not so much in practice. Right, let's see what we have to... Ah, okay. Well, we're taking a trip back in time today. Who do I have to thank for that? Only the crew of Fireball XL5. Here's 1875. Yeah, good. So, welcome back to Fireball XL5 on the randomizer with 1875, not 1975 as I mistakenly named it when I was setting up the file. Anyway, we are now outside Professor Matic's laboratory. Inside he's got Robert helping him. Not Spanner, you 2D robot! Well, that's not going very well. And outside is, uh... One of several guest characters for this uh, episode. Need to blow your tail! Goodness, Robert, uh... Oh. Robert's dead. Been okay in there, Professor. Who is it? It's Sergeant Mahoney. Uh, you know me, I'm a fairly well-established Fireball XL5 character who's only going to appear in this one episode. Oh yeah, bit of oil in uh... Penetrating oil will soon put you right. Robert's neck, that's going to that's gonna fix everything. Oh, and it has. Yep, Robert's up. Professor, are you okay, Professor? Of course I'm okay. Who are you again? Hmm, yeah, some kind of security guard who's um, dressed in the uniform of an XL um, ship officer. There doesn't seem to be much difference to the standard uniform, except for it probably was a different colour. It looks like a different shade of grey. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so Robert's dropped that on uh, Matt's foot. Meanwhile, over at Venus's beach house... Well, I've put Matic's dinner in the atom oven, but I don't think he'll turn up now. He seems to Not if I'm offering him food from the atom oven. That doesn't sound safe. He's so fond of his food, as a rule. And the XL5 crew, Commander Zero and Zuni, are uh, sitting around eating... He won't tell us a thing. Well, it looks like some kind of fruit. Very special. So they know that something unusual is going on with Matt. Don't know what, because he won't tell anybody, as usual. Through. Dead on schedule. And this episode was, uh, oddly enough, the um, previous episode to the previous XL5 we saw on um, the very first podcast of 2022, I believe. That was the Robot Freighter Mystery. This one was uh, the episode immediately prior. 
which is just one of those odd glitches of the randomizer that occurs sometimes. And of course, I've just waffled all over the big reveal of what Matt was building. He was building a time machine. Robert! As you do. Robert, it won't hurt a bit. Yes. You should be honored. I'm going to transport you back in time. Because I'm sure sending a highly sophisticated robot who's prone to violent fits of rage into the past will, uh, will, will go quite well. Yeah, of course Ro Robert obeys because uh, what else is he going to do? It's his lot in life. How far back shall we go? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, so, this is so safe, isn't it? We're going to risk destroying the space-time continuum by... Um, Sending this this advanced robot back to 1875. Now the because Professor Matic has always had a hankering for the old West, which he's never mentioned before or since. Robert. He's built a time machine. I can't get over this. It's just it's one of in, in the Anderson universe. It's simple. You just decide to build a time machine, and oh, I, I've built a time machine as well, Professor. And I, I tell you, once you build it. You forget all about the fact that you've ever built it. You never use it again after that, oh, one episode. Oh, gee, it works, it works, it works! Well, all that's happened is Robert's disappeared. You could have built a disintegrator and destroyed him. But, uh, yes, Matt sounds very happy about all this. And here is why I suspect this episode exists. We are now in the Old West. There are some familiar, um streets here and some familiar horses so i suspect that this episode only exists to make one last bit of use of the four feather falls props puppet horses and um streets there's not too much on the street that's immediately identifiable but you can see uh, a couple of wanted signs up for one pedro the bandit so, yeah, I suspect this episode was just written to accommodate all this stuff that was just lying around in the uh, the prop department. And here we are in the... Uh... Sheriff around here. Can't I get a cup of coffee when I ask for it? Oh. Um, I don't know who that was. Oh, yeah, that's the deputy sheriff. Sorry, he wasn't speaking on camera, so I got confused. Whoa! This is funny. Having been thrown back into the past... He's heard someone order coffee and he's immediately gone to get it. And he's just been rewarded with uh, lots of shots for his trouble from the deputy sheriff. Getting him back, I guess. Hmm. So now, I mean, no explanation of how any of this is uh, is being worked. Needless to say, you know, this is Fireball XL5. Science and Fireball XL5 are not closely acquainted. Oh, the deputy sheriff has locked himself in the cell. Well, poor old Robert is just approaching him with this um, this coffee jug. I've locked the door. But yeah, the recall or whatever it is on the time machine has worked. Thirty-two time and son of a ghost made Robert disappear before the deputy sheriff's eyes, and it's pulled him back to 2062. It works. Still holding the coffee pot, which Matt is going to take as um, proof that his time machine works. Aww. Well, how about taking a look at what Professor Maddox up to? Good idea, Commander. I'm kind of curious, too. 
Do you think he'll mind? Well, we've left him pretty much alone since we got back from patrol. I guess it's time to find out what he's up to. Hmm. I'll get the hover car. Here's the key to my workshop. Now, nobody's to go in there till I'm ready to demonstrate my new invention. Understand? It's finished, then? It's finished. I, I would love it if something had changed in the familiar world of XL5 following Robert being sent into the past and pulled back and nobody commented on it. Interplanetary Patents Commissioner. Oh, dear. Because they're just... They're taking their reality in their hands with this thing. It's incredible. Your new invention. He won't have wasted a journey. No, 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 no. Oh, yes, and there's a commissioner from some, I don't know what, coming to look at the uh, the time machine. Understand? Okay, Professor. Yeah. Of course, Matt hasn't told anybody else yet what he's done. His only witness to this thing being a success is Robert. Oh, I sure am tired. Who um, just has several shots to his casing to show for, for his adventure. It would have been great fun to have had a whole episode of, of Robert in the western town. Oh, so Matt's in bed aboard XL5, fast asleep, having evidently fallen asleep while reading. Robert is just sat on a chair next to him, reading a book. Good morning. Give me that. That's sweet. It's an order. It'll be okay, Lieutenant. Don't worry. I won't let Zero hurt you again. The key, Lieutenant, if you please. Okay, Commander. But I don't know what the Professor will say. Don't well, I suppose we could check with him, Commander, but uh, no, I propose to just blunder in there and have a look for ourselves. No one, no one used to touch. No, oh, he's even dreaming about it because it's that important. So that's what all the mystery's about. Uh, what do you make of it, Steve? Well, let's take a look inside. Let's do that. Hmm. It looks like an artificial gravity test rig. Again, I would love it if Matt had built like the ultimate disintegrator booth because Steve Venus and Zero have just wandered straight in there. Look, an antique coffee pot. <laughs> no, that's a bomb. Don't say after all this trouble that Matt is slyly making another coffee machine. I'll be out of a job. Oh, and of course they brought Zuni along. Oh dear, look at Zuni. I must stop him. He's probably going to get us into some scrape or other, but I don't care. <laughs> Yep, he's pressing every button he can, or including the door control. Zuni, the door. Open the door. <laughs> no, he never, he never mastered that one. Understand? Yes, this is our three of our brave, brainy heroes just wander into a. Isn't there a way out of this confounded contraption? An experimental machine of which they know not what it does. Guess we're stuck here until the morning. Oh, if you live that long. He causes more trouble around here. Again, just, it's just such a, a testament to their stupidity that they would just wander into this thing. Of course, it's still set to 1875, and away they go. And this is fun. What's happening? We get this um, shot of just... And we've got no thruster packs. The three of them passing through space. We can't see them. It's just a star field going past. And my clothes... They're different. And they're commenting on what's happened to them. Are you here? What in tarnation's going on? <laughs> My uniform, it's gone. It reminds me a bit of... The, I think there's a similar scene in the, the Daleks' master plan when um, Stephen and Sarah and the Doctor are, are beamed away to... Oh, I don't know what planet it was. But, um, yep, they're gone. Professor! Professor! Wake up! 
90's gone to see Matt on XL5. Robert seems to have dropped his book. Venus and Commander Zero! They went into your workshop. Oh, did they go into my new high-tech de-atomizer disintegrator booth? I gave them the key. Oh, no! Oh, don't tell me! Well, it's hard to believe, but you see, they just vanished! Oh, no. Well, they left the door open as well. But, of course, the culprit is still on the scene. Crying, Zuni. Things are bad enough as they are. It's all your fault, Lieutenant. You had no right to let anyone. Not even Steve or Commander Zero have the key to this workshop. They gave him an order. For higher authority. Oh, you're still here, are you? I was only obeying orders. Yeah, leave him alone. Yeah, okay. And here we have another scene where David Graham is, I think, playing every character. I'm positive. Matt and Ninety and Zuni and the security guard. Charges. Petty larceny. Uh oh. Can you get them back, Professor? Oh. Because having sent his owners and friends back in time Robert Beck. to 1875, Zuni just adjusted the time machine dial. Bearing in mind he, he has already messed up and already been told off for it. Down with the dials. And he's just fiddled with the dials again in front of their very eyes and they didn't notice. Because even Matt and Ninety are wallies. And here we are, back in uh, ye old western town. Horse town. Yeah. A bank. Yes, I'm sure those are horses from Four Feather Falls. If nothing else, I mean, the the town has got to be. But if nothing else, these these horses are definitely Four Feather Falls ones. Because even though I don't think you see them from the front, possibly, but they do have that same derpy look that the uh, Four Feather Falls horses had. And this is interesting as well. Um, I'm not aware of time travel stories that have done this elsewhere. There must be more. But nothing's springing to mind at the moment where characters have been sent back in time and rather than remaining themselves, they've taken on the appearance and personalities of someone who would live in that time to the extent that they don't remember who they were originally. Which, um... Well, that's some strange music there. Sheriff, ain't we Yep, Steve has just, uh... Yes, sir! Taking the sheriff's job. I hope you'll stick around longer than all them other sheriffs. <laughs> well, if anyone does take a shot at me, I reckon you'll be able to... Yes, there's a whole list of uh, former sheriffs on the door, all of whom presumably have met some kind of sticky end. He ain't. I mean, he isn't. Yeah, Steve's taking the role of the sheriff, and Venus is Frenchy Lil, and Zero is... Um, is he still called Zero? Regardless, they're a pair of uh, outlaws. <laughs> Which kind of begs the question why, when Robert was sent back to the past, nothing happened to him. He didn't, well, I don't know, end up just as a pile of spare parts or, or something. I suppose you could make the argument that Robert is not a, a living being. He doesn't have a soul, but... That's a very sad argument, and I uh, I don't want to dwell on it. Oh. So, Frenchy Lil and Zero are sneaking up on... Uh, no one there, except our old four-legged friend yonder. Oh, they're, yeah, they're hiding at the edge of the street, just within Steve's peripheral field of view, but... Sheriff, uh, there ain't no trouble He's taking to the role of Sheriff with the same aplomb that he took to the role of Space Captain. And all those names on the door. Yeah! to death <laughs> and certainly not shot 
Yeah, some of this music is reused from Supercar as well. Breath box, Mr. Deputy Dodgem. Yeah, how about it, Deputy? Well, I'll play him a later song. It's the same song I was playing at the start of the episode. Weirdest flower ever seen. Yeah, this is a, a tune that was composed specifically for this episode. I'm not sure this ever appears again anywhere else. It's got a nice plodding melody to it. And of course it's uh, giving Zero and Frenchy Lil the opportunity to... What are they doing? Oh, they're robbing the bank. Oh. Lucky for them, nobody seems to be at the bank today. Nobody else seems to live in this town, except for the deputy sheriff and that other guy. Is that other guy the owner of the bank? Only just about one person could bust open my safe. Oh, you are the owner of the bank. Okay. And she lives. A woman? Right, so he's already aware of Frenchy Lil, which is the identity that Venus has taken, so... Have they done a quantum leap thing here? Have they leapt into the bodies of existing people? Because that doesn't track with what we actually see. And yet, Frenchy Lil is already known to the bank guy. Used to, but I heard... I would have to assume that if they haven't quantum leaped into those bodies, then they've changed history... Seem to know that name. I don't know, even worse than just, just turning up. That dude sure is dynamite! Oh, that's it. Whoa! That was a fairly big explosion on the puppet set. It knocked Zero over. Even a harmonica playing couldn't uh, cover the sound of that bank explosion. But that's it. They're in. Zero and... Yeah. Oh, Zero's out. So it's down to Venus to take all the money. Here comes Sheriff Steve. And Doc, who runs the bank. And the Deputy Sheriff. And... Yeah, Venus just waited behind the door with her pistol drawn, walked out on them. That book must have knocked him cold. It always was heavy reading. <laughs> ah, Zero got hit in the head by an encyclopedia. Frenchy Lil. Frenchy Lil. Where's the dodoc? Where's the dodo? I said share. Oh, dodoc. All right. Someone I knew once. Yeah, before we turned reality itself into a pretzel. Yeah, Doc, by the way, has dropped his pipe onto a huge pile of dynamite. I believe that is an important plot point. When I left, the machine dial was set for 1875. And then we let this useless space monkey in the room, and I don't know what the hell's going on. The question is, was it altered before or after they entered the time machine? It was altered right in front of your eyes, but none of you noticed. Zoom could tell us. <laughs> You've got to get them back, Professor. You've got to. I I'm doing my best. But remember, one false move, and I could possibly lose them in time forever. Now, I think we should assume they didn't alter the setting. Now, let's see. 1875. Right, so Zuni setting the clock to 1066 was entirely pointless because it never comes into the story. Okay. She's different somehow. Say that once again and I'll have to plug you. Hmm. Yep, Venus has got them all locked up in the in a jail cell. It's interesting seeing them uh, in different roles like this. It does make me wonder if... Uh, she never misses out on a deal. 
if this is sort of meant to imply that they would have been these people had they lived in this time. Anyway, Zero is now up. It's going to go look for Frenchie Lil. I think. It's got to work. It's just got to. Oh, he did it. Yeah, there's a lot of that um, redundant dialogue this week. So the time machine is now active. Real soon. Who's it going to recall first? Oh. Oh, Zero slugged Venus. Oh, it's all going something. So long, Zodiac. So long, pretty Frenchie Lil. Ah, so Zero's making off with the money. While Venus is unconscious on the floor. double crossing. Oh, that Zero sure is double dealer. How do we get out of here, Sheriff? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> yep, first day on the job and he's already locked in his own jail cell. Um, it was, what, the first 15 minutes on the job. So Zero's making your way on horseback. And now they've got the time machine very slowly springing into life. Again, no mention of sending back Robert to find anybody, just with orders. Any ideas for getting out? Like he did earlier. You fellas, I only wish I knew. Oh, and he's gone. He's been beamed away by the time machine. Not again. I can't stand it. So that leaves Deputy Sheriff and Doc. It'll all be gone. Locked in the cell. Venus is still on the floor outside. Ah, uh, familiar Four Feather Falls background rocks. Oh, Zero has also been recalled by the time machine. Ooh, it is smoke right now. Oh, my pipe. I left it in the bank. On top of that dynamite. Yeah. Well, Steve and Zero are back. So we've recovered all the useful people. Back and you too, sir, of course, Commander. <laughs> oh. It's like a bad dream, but I remember she got slugged by Zero. Me? Did I do that? I'm afraid so, Commander. But mm. what's happened to her? So he remembers the past, even though he wasn't himself. He hasn't come back. Try increasing the power. It could burst the machine. We'll have to take a chance on that, Professor. Yeah, we're coming up on an odd ending here because of the way they use the time machine. But you've got to get her back. Increasing power, um in order to recover Venus because she's unconscious. I'm not quite sure how that works. She won't take much more. Ooh. Well, best shut it off. Do we do we really need Venus? I'm sure we could get by without Venus. Um, and anyway, she's already a known um, outlaw in 1875, so some might argue she was always meant to, uh, to be sent there. So, what do they call it? Predestination Paradox. She'll blow up! Uh, yes, the dynamite is burning away. Time is running out. Um, I'm, not, I'm not particularly invested here. You probably picked that up by now, but I don't really... <laughs> I don't really care whether they recover Venus or not. Oh, there's the dynamite, and... Whoa! They blew that bank to bits. That's... That's what I was afraid of. Well, maybe they've wrecked the time machine. But there's Venus in the booth. Yay! 
This is it, a gentleman. And two more visitors outside. We've broken Maddox's machine. Oh, well, he can build another one. Down. It doesn't take long, and it's very easy, apparently, to build a time machine. The two gentlemen from the patent office to see the professors. The two gentlemen from the patent office who were already supposedly on their way... Yes, sir. ...turn out to be the deputy sheriff and Doc. So, I don't know what you're going to want to make of that ending. I guess by increasing the power, they also pulled those guys out of 1875 and pulled them forward to our time where they assumed the identities of already existing people I have no idea I have no idea what that ending is supposed to be about I I suspect yeah they've just um, broken the space-time continuum with that ending anyway that was Fireball XL5 1875 and yeah I've got to say I've um, I've never been a huge fan of this one I get the idea of yeah, let's reuse for the Four Feather Falls um, stuff. That's great. But, you know, Four Feather Falls was a bigger, more more immersive world than that just one street and a couple of guys. It's, you know, you, you think Fireball XL5 doing a Western. Okay, great, but um, they don't really do much with the idea, nor the time machine. So time travel and Western should have been a classic, but unfortunately, at least to me, 1875 eh, doesn't really quite come together, unfortunately. 